Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 320. I would like to read the last verse. They, with unwearied step, shall tread the path of life divine. With growing ardor, onward move. With growing brightness, shine. 320. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And the theme for tonight is, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible, Exodus. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them 
nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And all the people saw the thunderings, and the lightnings, and the noise of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. Second Chronicles It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Zeiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. John Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Matthew And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go, not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, 
cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health of Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Reddy. Miscellaneous Writings The task of healing the sick is far lighter than that of so teaching the divine principle and rules of Christian science as to lift the affections and motives of men to adopt them and bring them out in human lives. He who has named the name of Christ, who has virtually accepted the divine claims of truth and love in divine science, is daily departing from evil, and all the wicked endeavors of suppositional demons can never change the current of that life from steadfastly moving, from steadfastly flowing on to God, its divine source. But taking the livery of heaven wherewith to cover iniquity is the most fearful sin that mortals can commit. I should have more faith in an honest, drugging doctor, one who abides by his statements and works upon as high a basis as he understands, healing me, than I could or would have in a smooth-tongued hypocrite or mental malpractitioner. The spiritual sense of life and its grand pursuits is of itself a bliss, health-giving and joy-inspiring. This sense of life illumines our pathway with the radiance of divine love heals man spontaneously, morally and physically, exhaling the aroma of Jesus' own words, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Science and Health Millions of unprejudiced minds, simple seekers for truth, weary wanderers athirst in the desert are waiting and watching for rest and drink. When God heals the sick or the sinning, they should know the great benefit which mind has wrought. They should also know the great delusion of mortal mind when it makes them sick or sinful. Many are willing to open the eyes of the people to the power of good resonant in divine mind, but they are not so willing to point out the evil in human thought and expose evil's hidden mental ways of accomplishing iniquity. Why this backwardness? Since exposure is necessary to ensure the avoidance of the evil. Because people like you better when you tell them their virtues than when you tell them their vices. It requires the spirit of our blessed master to tell a man his faults and so risk human displeasure for the sake of doing right and benefiting our race. Who is telling mankind of the foe in ambush? Is the informer one who sees the foe? If so, listen and be wise.
escape from evil and designate those as unfaithful stewards who have seen the danger and yet have given no warning. At all times and under all circumstances, overcome evil with good. In the following psalm, one word shows, though faintly, the light which Christian science throws on the scriptures by substituting for the corporeal sense the incorporeal or spiritual sense of deity. Psalm 23. Divine love is my shepherd, I shall not want. Love may give me to lie down in green pastures. Love leadeth me beside the still waters. Love restoreth my soul, spiritual sense. Love leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for love is with me. Love's rod and love's staff, they comfort me. Love prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Love anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house, the consciousness of love forever. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 178. Love is life's true crown and glory. Love the splendor of the light. Truly is God's counsel gentle. Truly all his ways are bright. Jesus knew the law of kindness, healing mind and heart of blindness. 
and in heavenly wisdom taught, holy works of love he wrought. Hymn number 178. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite an outreach from our church, uh, primarily through our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, People from all over the globe are reached with God's word. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website, whichever one suits your language. We have quite a lot of material that's healing, inspired, for your reading, studying, listening, etc. And it all comes free of charge, and it all comes with the love of this church. 
I would like to uh, point out one article that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website, and it's called Standing with God by Bicknell Young. So if you've ever wondered about keeping your poise, keeping your still, calm assurance of God's presence, please read this article. Mr. Young uh, makes some really wonderfully good points that would be good for everyone to consider. Uh, please join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has its own teleconference, a number dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. Uh, many of the students in our Sunday school do attend by telephone through our teleconference feature. So what that means is that your child can attend our Sunday school regardless of whether you live by telephone. Please call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school and we would love to welcome your child there. And one more announcement about our Bible study. It's going to be held on Saturday, October 9th. That's about a week and a half away, 10 o'clock in the morning. And the study questions are already on the website, so make sure you look through them and do some studying and come prepared Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody who gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. But remember that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear any sounds that your telephone picks up. So we kindly ask that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you for the readings and the music tonight. I want to express my gratitude for a healing my son had several years ago. It was one late afternoon and he uh, had an allergic reaction that started spreading. 
and the allergy doctor he was under the care of was quite concerned and sent him to the emergency room. I contacted my Plainfield practitioner for prayers for myself. At that time, my son did not know if he even believed in God. Her calm confidence in his protection and care gave me immediate peace, and I took him to the emergency room and was able to stay focused on thoughts of God's power, care, and help. I prayed for all that were there waiting in, also those already in the hospital. I did not allow my thoughts to diverge into any what-ifs. He remained peaceful and quiet as we waited for help. I was also very grateful that I had been given the task by her to commit to memory two Bible promises. One was the 91st Psalm and the other was Isaiah 41, 10 to 13, which starts, quote, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. End quote. By the time he was seen, the symptoms had drastically diminished, and no other symptoms manifested as had originally been predicted. We did not have to stay long, and he did not need any additional medication. This never reoccurred, although he was exposed to, at other times, to what was felt was the original cause. I did let him know that prayers were taking place and he was grateful for the prayers. And I know that it was because of the prayers that he remained calmed and peaceful throughout the situation. I'm very grateful for our God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, the work of my practitioner, and the Plainfield Church. Thank you. Thank you. Luann from New York, go ahead. Thank you. Just wanted to say tonight how grateful I am to God for Christian Science. Christian Science has changed me in so many ways. It has softened my heart, taught me patience, given me strength and understanding. It has brought me out of the darkness of despair, removed my nightmares, and given me a long-needed desire to live. I am also so grateful for the tireless work of my practitioner, who is always instant in truth to meet my every need, helping me to find my worth and purpose. All I can think of to explain the difference in me since becoming a member of this church is a line from the movie The Chosen, where Mary says, All I know is I was one way and now I am another and what happened in between was him. Praise be to God and his Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. A number of years ago, at a branch church, each member was requested to read the full textbook completely. At the time, I thought it was impossible. However, I did start and proceeded, and I did finish it. And I got the idea of 
on the page, right after page 700, there's a blank page in the, in the text. So I recorded when it was, um, when I finished it. Not only did I read it once that year, I read it twice. And since then, I have been con constantly doing it. And I have just completed number 74. Thank you very much. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. As I was being quiet and thinking about all I am grateful for, God came to mind. Yes, of course, God is everything, about everything, and in everything. My coming to the Plainfield Independent Church has put God first as never before. I knew I loved God, but never fully realized or appreciated His omnipotence, omniscience, and complete omnipresence. Each day, excuse me, because of Plainfield and the continued work of my practitioner, my devotion and beginning of understanding is taking place and developing. Never before did I have a covenant with the Lord before coming here. I knew little of Mrs. Eddy, but now my gratitude and heartfelt love grow continuously. Her extraordinary work under God's direction is unsurpassed. She obeyed God no matter what the circumstances or opposition put before her. Courage, resilience, and beauty are in her writings, all her writings, and correspondences. God has provided a most remarkable church where he is glorified and obeyed, and I am grateful that he led me here. Glory be to God and to his Son, Christ Jesus. Thank you. Patricia. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead. A few weeks ago, my boss demanded that I get vaccinated. In Ontario, there's currently no mandate for those in essential services to provide proof of vaccination or testing. And so this demand was against the Charter of Rights and Freedom. I was told I was a possible threat to staff, as well as to the head boss, because he has Lyme's disease and causing a low immune system although he really only comes into the office once or twice a year. I've been learning that all communication is always from God to his idea, man, and it blesses. As I was praying, I could see it wasn't so much that he was bitten by a bug, but that he bites with his hot temper, and it felt just like I was in a fiery furnace. I lost concern, though, knowing that spirit is cause and is power, and I said that I would take a vaccination in order to keep peace. But that would mean that I would be cut off from my family due to their home daycare rules, since their clients do not want their children around vaccinated people. I called a Plainfield practitioner to pray with me once because I so deeply wanted to grow spiritually and to make sure I was listening to God. My thanks to her. 
she shared a helpful article about vaccination and that if one is not obliged to take the vaccine, why would anyone do that? I reversed my decision and told my bosses that I would not take the vaccine unless it became mandated by law. Tim 160 says, It matters not what be thy lot, so love that guide. And then, I just felt so free to update my resume. That was part of my letting go and letting God lead because I'd been with the company for so long and I loved my job. Now, I was ready to leave, if that was right. I told my immediate boss to let the other two bosses know that I cared about them. From her response, I could tell that the other two were only concerned about the business. But I knew that love was all present. Then, instead, they demanded that I pay for my own tests. I compromised and agreed. With all that tension, I had developed a runny nose. But after praying and feeling so hopeful, that problem just vanished before I took the test. I've tested negative and have resumed my regular schedule. My two bosses have since warmed up and things seem normalized now. And after speaking to my son and his wife about spiritual protection, I was allowed to visit them and my grandchildren inside their home instead of having to speak at a distance. I'm very grateful to God that years ago a friend prayed, open her eyes, and I came into Christian science right after that. And another friend more recently told me about the Plainfield Church, which has been such a huge blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Pam. Pam from Virginia. Go ahead. Yes, good evening. I want to express unreservedly my gratitude for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independence. I find it to be the absolute pure light and true representative for the Christian science movement in the world today. It clearly teaches through the discussions with the Bible study and the roundtable how to stay on the straight and narrow path. There is much confusion on the part of members of the Christian Science Church worldwide with regard to the mandated vaccine shot. Many people do not want it, but are not getting support from the Boston Christian Science Headquarters when they turn to the church for help in getting exemptions due to their religious beliefs. The Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent teaches you how to clearly work for protection and guidance in this troubling time. I am grateful to be a member and I'm grateful for all the devoted work by everyone in the Plainfield Church, as well as around the members around the world, in reaching out to all mankind, in bringing the pure truth that Mary Baker Eddy brought to this world by being God's scribe under orders. I am very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and uh, I'd like to say how much I was helped by reading 
this article that I mentioned earlier, Standing with God by Bicknell Young, at the end of this article, he described love as being the one and only mind. In other words, that what meant to me was, I've got to have love in my thoughts, motives, and actions, otherwise I'm not doing well. It reminded me of an experience that I had quite a number of years ago when I was working with a, a bunch of guys, and one of the guys started shooting his mouth off rather carelessly and indiscriminately, and after a while I was starting to get a bit miffed about the whole thing. And I called up a practitioner from the Plainfield Church and discussed this with him. And what he told me was, is if you genuinely care about the well-being of this other fellow, you need to say something to him about this and get it straightened out. And I was so grateful for that conversation because it turned me from being miffed to being caring. And with that motivation, it was easy for me to find some words to talk to this guy. So I pulled him aside and I said, hey, you got a bit of a loose and uncontrolled mouth there. He looked at me and says, why, you want me to stop this? And I went on to say, look, I'm concerned about your success here or in the future with anybody else, because no matter what you do, you got to work with other people. And if you carry on like this, how successful are you going to be? I wouldn't want to see you anything less than successful or doing well. And he heard my words. He had nothing to say after that. And he stopped shooting off his mouth like he had been before. And in fact, shortly after that, he and I had done a couple of other projects together. And we had a good uh, atmosphere of mutual respect for each other, which was uh, a good thing. And this was a healing. And it just proved that Love, genuinely, is the only power. So I'm very grateful for this lesson and that experience. And I would like to share something else with you tonight. I got home this afternoon, and on my email, there was actually a testimony from a friend of this church, Teresa, from Argentina. Now, Teresa has been doing the audio recording in our Spanish website for quite some time been doing very consistently and faithfully and always with love and joy. And very recently she had a healing and she shared it with me and I wanted to share it with you. She started out by referencing one of the hymns in our hymnal, number 280, that starts out by saying, Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, who like us his praise should sing? Teresa went on to describe that she had had a condition of chronic congestion that she had suffered ever since childhood. And then she went on to say, Until at last I decided to prove this nothingness and the lie of the inheritance of the flesh. And here I am, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. And who like me should sing praises to him? And 
She was very grateful for her healing, and she went on to extend a cordial and affectionate greeting to all of the friends at the Plainfield Church. Yours in Christ, Teresa. And we are very grateful for Teresa, her faithful work, and of course, share with her the joy of this wonderful healing that she just shared with us. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening and the beautiful readings and music. I'm very grateful for all the resources and also the opportunities that we are given in this church. I recently had the opportunity to work on a church project which involved proofreading the hymnal on our website was such a wonderful gift to be able to read through each hymn. And I found so many wonderful statements that I could incorporate in my prayers and watches. I wanted to share a few lines of one of the hymns that I use quite often. Hymn number 172. Quote, Lift up thy light, O man, arise and shine. Steadfast, while loud the storms of life assail, immortal ray of that great light divine, against whose all power no tempest shall prevail, unquote. Now, whether it be destructive weather conditions or a discordant bodily condition or the many tempests and storms brewing in the media, our nation, or the world, we can steadfastly lift up our light, the Christ consciousness, and know the truth that God is all in all, and that there is nothing else but God, and nothing can withstand his power and presence. And as the last verse of this hymn reads, Should the world's sin and sorrow round thee raise, pierce thou the dark with truth's undaunted ray. Send out its light of joy to help and saved. I am so grateful for these healing hymns and for the strength and peace and the blessings that flow from all of the resources and the services that the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent freely provides to us and to the world. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. When I arrived here in 2013, I knew I would learn about Christian science in the Bible, of course, and I certainly have been given quite an education on those topics. This has included the geography and daily life of biblical times, the life of Mary Baker Eddy, a deeper understanding of scriptures through Christian science, and what it means to be governed by God. I've also been taught a lot about American and world history, different types of government and the economy. And with Christian science, I've learned how to pray impersonally for the world and know that every person is guided by a divine mind alone. What a peace this has brought. Because of all this, I feel closer to God and feel I have found my purpose here through him. I've gained a greater compassion 
and a feeling of closeness with mankind. And it amazes me how many ways I've been blessed by my time here. I'm very grateful for all that is taught here. I'm very grateful to this church and to my practitioner. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Uh, thank God for this church. And uh, I pray there be many, many others throughout the world so needed. When I was an infant in Christian science, because uh, this is remarkable, the things that go on here, that uh, I knew very little about Christian science, but regardless, I still was healed. I was uh, ill, and uh, I had uh, saliva glands that wouldn't stop flowing, which is one of those things I was dealing with. I had support, but during the days, that was one thing that I was having a hard time to ha handle. I, I had to walk with a jar because I just couldn't control them. But whenever I came to this church, and I'm hungry and thirsty to be here for a Wednesday or a Sunday or whatever, it would just stop. My body worked perfectly. I never had any drooling or whatever, and I was just great. But I knew very little Christian science, but I did feel God's love. And every time I looked at someone, I felt honest and, and <clears throat> honesty and sincere love. And I learned more, and those problems just stopped coming back. So it just shows the power of the <laughs> one of those unprejudiced minds, weary, thirsting in the desert, seeking rest and drink that Mrs. Eddie talks about. And uh, through this wonderful <clears throat> church and these this wonderful books and material and active membership and healing practitioners, it continues. And that love is what, uh, yeah, it, it would bless infants everywhere. And there are a whole lot of infants <laughs> throughout the world. <laughs> so I thank God for this church and, and uh, just to <clears throat> the gladness to see how things have progressed for me over the years. And, and the same way, because it's a law, will progress for each and every, every other one, from infants to grown-ups. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. About an hour before I had to leave to come to church, I got a severe pain in my side. It was very uncomfortable, but I knew my right place is in church. I came, I did what I had to do, and sometime during the service, I was totally healed. I just want to say how grateful I am for all the prayers and love that are given by everyone that attends these services and for practitioner help and for all that I'm learning in this service. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Well, first I'd like to thank Teresa for her faithful work in translating for our Spanish website and recording. She has been doing that faithfully for many years now and is one of many of our members outside of Plainfield who is 
making this church what it is and is spreading Christian science throughout the world. I have a, an awful lot to be grateful for. Um, there's a statement in our textbook that has come to mean a great deal to me, and it says, the science of mind disposes of all evil. Since coming to this church, I have gradually learned that Christian science is not just another religion. It is a science. It is the scientific truth about God and man. There's another statement in our textbook that uh, we're all familiar with. It says, the power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to destroy disease, sin, and death. There's nothing in the universe outside of God's law. And I guess this is why Christian science is so comforting to me, which is why I, since a, since a young child, it has stuck with me all my life. Um, there are many other religions that have theories about God, but Christian science is the only one that I have found that heals by turning us directly to God and to the truth that God promises. The Bible is full of God's promises. Well, in Christian science, we learn that God's promises are law. God's promises are science because you can always count on them and they are always true. Since coming to Plainfield, every problem that I have honestly taken to God for help has been healed through Christian science, often with the help of a Christian science practitioner to help me overcome the false beliefs that I needed to overcome. And every healing I've had has brought me closer to God, has given me a firmer foundation for my life, not only in my health, but also in character, in spiritually, in every way, has given me a firmer foundation for life. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science, devoting her life to proving it by healing, and then by writing it in a textbook so that it could be learned and practiced by everybody in the world. In the face of tremendous opposition, she has blessed us all forever. I can't be grateful enough for her for that. I'm grateful for a teacher of Christian science in this church and practitioners in this church for following in her footsteps, for healing, and for sharing with us their experiences and their understanding of this science. I'm just so grateful for the foundation that Christian science gives us. So good, so good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. 
Thank you, Craig, for your readings tonight. And thank you for the music as well. I'm sharing this testimony from Australia. It says, I'm sharing gratitude for Plainfield Christian Science and the abundance of spiritual resources. I would like to express my deep gratitude for Mary Baker Eddy's founding of Christian Science and the Plainfield Independent Church Outreach to the world community. Last week, we had a significant earthquake in Melbourne, which is very rare for our locality. The main tremor lasted for a long 10 seconds, and it was very frightening as the building shook across many cities. It was immediately picked up and magnified by the media, who warned of aftershocks in the coming days and weeks. Being tuned into Plainfields rather than the media hype, I was able to see through the guise of mesmerism and turn to the one mind to calm my thought. The weekly lesson subject aptly was on reality, and the story of Elijah resonated saying, Fear not, opening the eyes of his fearful servant to see the true righteousness of God revealed and made manifest, 2 Kings 6, 15-17, and replacing the evil images he had seen earlier. The September 16th Unity Watch was an angel message which urged us to watch and pray to God for deliverance from the claims of evil. Miscellaneous 114 trying to work as manipulation, intimidation, and domination. And in another section of the watch, quote, God is the only mind, the only authority, the only power, the only law in the universe. And nothing exists that could ever oppose or undermine that power, end quote. In the July Liberator, it mentioned a watch from September 2017, which referenced earthquakes by Herbert Eustace. In Christian Science, it's clear, correct teaching, page 324, which was very helpful, where he quotes from the Psalm 24:1, quote, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein, end quote, making it a blessing for our local communities and for all mankind. He says, quote, as can no more quake in a fearful sense than can a multiplication table, and points out that as is the substance of mind and is as stable and eternal, as mind. Mind makes its own adjustments of all pressure and substances harmoniously and perfectly. End quote. Claiming these truths calmed my fears, and I was also grateful to be able to share this watch with a concerned friend who lives high up in a residential tower in the city. 
I also studied the 2018 roundtable, September 16th, with the theme of handling weather, which has many inspiring ideas. And I like the idea from patterns, which talked about the size and boundless magnitude of the power of God and infinite immensity of God's presence, dwarfing the size of the universe itself as David did with Goliath. It presented a powerful picture of God absolutely filling all space and leaving no room for anything apart from him, which melted all fear and uncertainty and gave me peace and no aftershocks experience. I am so grateful to be a member of the Plainfield Independent Church for the services, roundtables, and for the ever-growing treasure trove of inspiring spiritual resources on the Plainfield's website. I am so grateful to share this with everyone tonight. I'm so grateful that truly all that Mrs. Eddy has left mankind helps us with every problem that we may have. Looking through her books, I see answers um, in both um, science and health with key to the scriptures, prose works, amazing questions asked, and she has answered them all. I am so grateful to be learning still so much of what she left us and to be able to share with our world. So grateful to be here tonight, to hear all the testimonies, all attesting to the proof that this science does work and it's here to save mankind. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Start off with our church website bulletin board. California. The Plainfield Carousel has had an article entitled Idealism and Realism, excerpted by Martha Wilcox. There was also the reading of The Lesson of the Grass during a recent roundtable. In sharing the Carousel article with a friend, a statement from the article spoke of our acceptance of an imperfect apprehension, calling it a problem, and then resisting it. That's a quote from the Idealism Realism article. When my friend asked more about the resistance part of the sentence, I was able to pull out the lesson of the grass in response. I'm always so grateful to see how our reading materials work together in harmony here at Plainfield. Whether I'm reading the lesson, studying a watch, reading a carousel article, or love is the liberator article, our newsletter, or listening to a roundtable or Bible lesson. It shows the one mind actively in operation through the work of the members of this church. Thank you. And then New Jersey. Thank you for reading the Devil's Beatitudes at the September 19th roundtable. They are only suggestions, and I don't have to accept them, but I have to be actively watching my thought. And Virginia. With many thanks for the wonderful weekly lesson sermons and Wednesday meeting readings, 
I'd like to include thanks for many helpful and inspiring testimonies given on Wednesday. Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, quote, The way to extract error from mortal mind is to pour in truth through flood tides of love, end quote. All the testimonies are so valuable, I find that specific ones, either by statement or example, make such an impact that the words linger in my thought and I apply them the very next day in my own experience or share with others. I've come to the conclusion that these truths make the impact that they do because of the deep, sincere love with which they are offered, proving the aforementioned quote, with thanks and love to all. And then Missouri, this quote is right in line with the discussion at the recent roundtable regarding the need to see what ERA is trying to do in order to then be able to denounce, rebuke, destroy, annihilate it. In Retrospection and Introspection, Mrs. Eddy writes on page 64, quote, It is scientific to abide in conscious harmony, in health-giving, deathless truth and love. To do this, mortals must first open their eyes to all the elusive forms, methods, and subtlety of error in order that the illusion error may be destroyed. If this is not done, mortals will become the victims of error." End quote. And also from the Blue Book, page 176, quote, First we must see the error, then repent, and then forsake it. End quote. And then I have a few testimonies to read. Uh, this first is from also Missouri. A few weeks ago, I had to refill the two watering cans for the hibiscus plants on my front porch. This required going through the backyard's driveway gates to the back of the house where the water spigot is located. Upon returning the filled cans to the front of the house, I neglected to close the gates and then re-entered the house through the front door, leaving the gates wide open but not realizing it. Subsequently, I let my little chihuahua, Millie, outside into the backyard through the rear patio door. A few minutes later, I went to let her back inside, but she didn't come when I called. So I went outside and found the gates wide open. I immediately realized that Millie had gotten out and must have been gone for at least 10 minutes so she could be anywhere at that point. To complicate matters, this was at a time when I was facing multiple imminent deadlines for my job, and I had no time to spare in searching for a lost dog. This scenario had happened a couple of times over the last many years, and on each occasion my heart has jumped into my throat, beating hard, and I began to tremble with fear. Because Millie is an independent soul and loves to be adventurous, and is not easy to corral once outside the confines of our backyard. However, this time, thanks to multiple recent testimonies by various Plainfield Church members about losing and subsequently finding various things of value, be they jewelry, a wallet, a contact lens, or some other important item, and my heart did not start beating hard and I did not begin to tremble in fear. I recalled how those testifiers had trusted God and knew that he would help them locate their apparently lost items. 
So instantly I declared out loud with positive conviction that God knew where Millie was and he would help me to, in my time of need, to find her and bring her home safely. To be honest, I was actually surprised at myself at how unpanicky I was. I quickly but calmly got into my car, backed out of the garage, and drove towards the street. She goes into the specifics of it, but the ultimate is she found Millie very quickly and very easily and was able to, she's hard to catch, but she was able to get her, put her back into the car, and um, was just very grateful. She said, I can never be grateful enough for the training we receive in Christian science to turn to God immediately for his help in every circumstance. I picked up Millie and hugged her close in my arms and thanked God out loud, profusely, over and over, for directing me to exactly where she had gone. We returned to the house, I closed the gates, and went back to work with my little family intact. I am so grateful to acknowledge my growth in trust of our all-loving God. Thanks in part to all of the sharing of the lost and found testimonies by the Plainfield Church Independent. Praise be to God for our ever-present help in times of trouble. And then this one is from England. Around 3 a.m. on Saturday, I awoke with a bad pain as though my insides were twisted. I have had the pain before and have usually resorted in taking painkillers because it is unbearable. But I was away for the weekend and recently I decided not to take a certain medication with me anymore. The pain quickly grew worse. I looked out of the window at my Airbnb apartment and could see the lights of a 24-hour petrol station just a couple of minutes walk away. I knew they would sell painkillers and if I got dressed and walked over, I would have quick relief from the pain but I was determined not to give in. I found it was least painful if I walked on the spot, so I did, repeating, there is no sensation in matter, over and over, the first line that came to me. Funny how a different line from your arsenal comes to you at, at, at each different need. It was too painful to think properly, but eventually I realized a need to acknowledge God's omnipresence and power and added, God is governing, refusing to give in to the fear. But then, what if it doesn't work? And what if it gets too painful to even get to the petrol station? I quickly dismissed those suggestions as mortal mind and refused to listen. At the time, I could hear in my head someone saying in a recent roundtable, you have to shout the truth louder than the pain. It was the most helpful thing I could have heard, and it gave me the confidence to keep going. I shouted and shouted, silently, at the claim, and just kept going. And all of a sudden, the pain moved together into one spot and then disappeared completely. I sat back on the bed, my head spinning. I was so relieved, so grateful, and could not quite believe it. Looking back, I can clearly see how I allowed this pain to become a reality. I first felt it a while working on a stressful job contract several years ago, and then I accepted it was due to stress. When it visited me again, always almost in the middle of the night, I accepted it and then swallowed this medication. 
I did try to treat myself once through Christian science, but gave up after a few minutes as it didn't seem to work. And so I began to be afraid of it. What if it ever caught me without painkillers? How would I cope? Then it started to affect me during the day. I can't quite believe the increasing power I allowed this claim to have over me. Where would have it ended? The mind boggles. One small lie was accepted. A bigger lie laid on top of it and was accepted. Then the layers just piled on top of each other. How differently things might have been if I had handled that first niggle all those years ago. I am so incredibly grateful for, the Christian sci for Christian science and for Mrs. Eddy, who went through so much to give it to us. I honestly would hate not to have it or to face going through my life afraid of this pain and letting it rule me. A huge thanks to everyone at Plainfield for the amazing work you do, shining the light of truth across the world. And a huge thanks to that person for his words that day. With much love, England. And then one more from England. I'd like to say my sincere thank you for the round table last Sunday, which included the startling article, Brainwashing, which I have not come across before. I am so grateful for these weekly ses sessions which educate us about such matters. Thank you to all and all at Plainfield for your selfless dedication to inform us, to inform as many as possible about the truths of Christian science and the work required. I am very grateful. Much love to you all. I have more, but I'll save it for next week. <laughs> and I too, I thank Craig very much for those readings tonight. He read a statement that Mrs. Evans had given us many times in miscellaneous writings. He who has named the name of Christ, who has virtually accepted the divine claims of truth and love in divine science, is daily departing from evil, and all the wicked endeavors of suppositional demons can never change the current of that life from steadfastly flowing on to God, its divine source. I can't tell you how many times that statement had given, has given me much comfort and strength to carry on. So whether your path right now seems to be smooth or bumpy or, or very bumpy, you can know that it doesn't matter. The, the wicked endeavors of suppositional demons can never change your course from going upward to God, its divine source. So grateful for the beautiful testimonies given tonight, the readings, and the beautiful music. It's always a joy to be with you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 177. Look ye saints, the day is breaking. Joyful times are near at hand. God, the mighty God, is speaking by his word in every land. Day advances, day advances, darkness flees at his command. In number 177.